Hey beautiful people out there, welcome to Slaying the Dream. This is episode four with Tommy Gray and I'm your host Katie Marks. Uh, so this episode is really exciting for me to bring out to you because it, it was actually the second episode I ever filmed. Originally this was a film project and it's soon about to go back into film. Um, but I had some technical difficulties because, yeah, like I've said before, I prefer to be in front of the camera and, I, you know, this is like a one-girl show right now. So I'm just navigating things as it progresses. Um, so anyways, at the start, I've kind of put like a little clip um, from about three-quarters of the way of the interview but I've put that at the start just so that you can get an insight into how, like, where the interview goes and how deep we go into the concepts of the fear of embarrassment and judgment and people's opinions um, and the things that hold you back. And we do get to explore many different topics. And Tommy was really great and very generous with his time and with his insights and wisdom. So I hope you all gain something from it because it's a really beautiful conversation and it's exactly where I want the podcast to be going. So yeah, thanks so much for tuning in and make sure that you subscribe to the mailing list at slayingthedream.com um, and of course you get 20% off Damed Glitter at damedglitter.com using the code word SLAY. Oh, and I just wanted to slip in a quick little apology that the sound quality, I know it hasn't been really great, um, it's just because I'm a little bit sometimes all over the shop at the moment, um, been moving around lots and there's a lot going on. But I just bought a new mic, which is exciting. So the next podcast after this, the sound quality is getting better and better uh, because it seems like now I'm working out what I'm doing. So <laughs> I guess it's all a bit of trial and error um, and you go into something with an idea of what you're doing and things change. And that's all part of creating art for me, I guess, is I'd rather just put content out there and roll with it and see how things emerge and then refine, you know, I can always redo, in, you know, I guess I can't redo interviews, but this is the start of a much longer journey. So that is fine with me and hopefully it's fine with you. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Bye. Absolutely valiant. I have that. I thought all the time, but I also wonder how much of that is my ego just being like, the older I get, I realize that I, nothing is permanent and I'm not going to be here forever, so I better try and leave a fucking legacy somehow because, you know, maybe if I can change the world even in some small way, at least that will mean that my whole time here hasn't been a complete insignificant blip on the, on the you know, the radar of history. When in reality, I kind of is and it kind of isn't at the same time. 100% there, there is no, yeah, there is no permanence in anything. And do you think, like, I mean, we'll look at the greats in, in art, but do you think, you know, let's say that human race does exist 10,000 years from here, do you think people are going to be singing, you know, even Bob Dylan songs? <laughs> Hell no. Probably not. Yeah. Hell no. All you can really do is try and make the most of the this moment mm. here and now. And the fact that you would ever stand on stage and be crippled by fear of what other people would think is just the biggest fucking insult to your own existence because that's all you got that moment, you know. Yeah. All the rest of it is just... 
Well, yeah, it doesn't exist. It doesn't anymore. exist. Yeah. It, it doesn't exist anymore, or, or it may not ever exist. And you know, the only thing that we can take from this is like, I'm, I'm sure that I am here right now. Yeah. You know, this is, this is, this is taking Pretty place. Real. I'm in this conversation. I'm feeling like things in my, in my being because we're having a conversation and we're, we're talking about shit that means something to me. I can see that it means something to you, but it's like, short of that, you know, I got a couple of gigs over the weekend, but it's like, they they might not happen. They're yeah, they're tomorrow. So all we can That's do is future Tommy's existence that may or may not happen. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, I might wind myself to death. You know, you never know. <laughs> Hopefully not. It's, it's not. It's not that much. No, to it's go. the good stuff. Yeah. So yeah, there you have that. I just wanted to put that right at the start because I feel it's important. Not everyone manages to sit through an entire podcast, um, but that bit of conversation is something I really would like people to hear. So I thought I'd just put it at the start uh, and that gives everyone the opportunity to dive deep into that. So yeah, thanks and keep watching or listening. I'm here with Tommy Gray from Sydney. Thanks for joining me in my own little home. Pleasure to be here. Great. So, um, yeah, you're doing it. You're doing it. Uh, so, we're going to have to kind of recap what happened before the, uh, the uh, technical, technical malfunction. Yeah. So, we've already recorded this, but, um, you know, technology it didn't, didn't really work out so well. So, we're going to give another crack, but... We're on to our second glass of wine now, now so we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> the engines are firing. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so you packed up life. You went, fuck it. I packed up life. A, a year and a half ago, I bought a, um, a 2006 <laughs> X ambulance, drove it up to drove it up to Queensland, to the retirement village where my grandpa lives, and had him help me build a wardrobes and beds and everything oh. in there and it's fully decked out dude it's so cool it's even because it was an old ambulance it's got these holes in the floor from where i assume there used to be machinery permanently affixed but now i just can utilize them as bathrooms you know little places to pee oh i've got a, like a funnel <laughs> scenario it's the best <laughs> convenient yeah. Sick. Sick. So, um, yeah, you've packed up life and you're focusing head on on music now. It's always been a love, right? Your biggest love? Well, my first love was wrestling. Really? Yeah, I wanted to be a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> Since you were, what, two now? When I was like, maybe, yeah, when I was young, when The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin, I don't know, you don't. I feel like I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah The Rock. The Rock, you would have yeah. sure heard of The Rock, but. I wanted to be, when I was uh, younger, I wanted to be a wrestler, but I think that's just because the, the, it's kind of the same in a weird roundabout way, if you mm. understand what I'm saying. It's like... Stardom? Maybe star. I think everyone wants to be acknowledged in some degree, mm. um, but I just wanted to be acknowledged with, like, stadiums full of people all at once. I needed to get my quick big fix and big dose yeah, of adrenaline there. I guess that went on to be a permanent fixture in my personality where I look for as we were talking about it before, big highs. Mm. And 
equally crashing and grinding lows that come along with that. But yeah. I mean, there is something about playing in front of a whole lot of people. I know dancing in front of, you know, hundreds or like thousand people, I think, is probably the most I've danced in front of. It's pretty, like, I don't know, it gets you racing with the high. I think it, it's, yeah, there's something about that sharing of that, that communal energy where you, you just, there's not really anything like it. Where, mm. I mean, if they were wrong. <laughs> yeah. You know. But that's what makes it what it is. Because yeah. if it was just, if you knew it was going to go perfectly, it wouldn't be, where would the risk be? Well, yeah, it's yeah. funny because there's that thin thin line of, of uh, trying to come together with the people in the audience um, and at the same time trying to pretend like they're not there. Yeah. You understand? You know, like... <laughs> trying to kind of do like you got to enter your own comfort zone and then pump that out and hope that other people go yeah fuck yeah I'll have slice that and then eventually it'll meet in the middle I don't know I think there's something pretty tribal and inbuilt in our in our psyches about this whole let's all come together and just kind of share this vibration here and see how that feels but, um, yeah, it can go, go bad. It can go bad, can go yeah. Bad. yeah. You can I've fall had, over on stage. Yeah, have you ever... Shocking gig. Yeah, what, what's, your, what's your worst gig story? <laughs> I used to play in this two-piece uh, back when I was a drummer back in Sydney. Um, and we were all about... We put the car before the horse. Like, we would promote the shows and get the logos and get the do all the fucking legwork of the street team stuff, making sure that like people were at the gigs and then it would become time for the for the show and then we didn't really know the songs. Oh shit. So we um we had this one clanger at the Gaelic Club in Sydney once it was back in the day, like two thousand and four or something and I just remember I'm like sort of playing through this song, maybe the last song in our set, and we kind of just scraped through. And I remember looking over at the other dude in the band, and he's looking at me, and we both just had this moment where we're like, I don't know what happens next, man. And like, he had this megaphone, but he also needed to play the guitar. Yeah, and it fell apart. Oh. Gloriously. <laughs> and we, we drank some beers that night to compensate afterwards. I bet. <laughs> but hey, they're good memories too, you know, I guess. It's like anything you learn. I'm oh, not yeah. going to do that again. Yeah. Now I learn the songs first. <laughs> <laughs> now you know the formula. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Write the song, learn the song, play the song. Promote the song. And then go, hey, maybe you go. I, I actually don't promote myself at all anymore. That's become something I've realised quite recently is I've done a ton of shows since I've been here in Melbourne, but I don't want people to come because there's always this thing in the back of my head now where it's like, you're not as good as you might be next time. You're not as good as you might be next time. Yeah, oh. I don't think it's a very helpful little mm. voice. No. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you could always, yeah, you're, but it's probably right. You're always going to get better, but there's no, like, if you're holding on to the fear of not being good enough now, you never, you know, that's 
I think at some point you have to be able to go, like, I need a big part of this is, is you want to share it with people and have that communal thing that we were talking about before. Some of the best moments of my music career have been the, like, the big highs in the band where it's like we're playing for thousands of people and it's working, you know, it's great. Everyone's on the same vibe, but now it's like, you know, I suppose especially because I've gone off solo, maybe I'm just like, I don't know if, it's not the same thing mm. as it was, so I don't know if, if it's okay. So, yeah. <laughs> you know. You're still, still figuring the water's out. And still figuring the but eventually you got to go, the water's fine, just get fucking. Yeah. You know. Or you just got to die. Yeah. And go like, I know I can swim. It's, it might be cold, it might yeah. be scary. And the, the handful of people that are just at the gigs anyway, because that's where they drink or whatever. Yeah. It seems to go well, so, I don't know. It's. I guess it's like confidence building over time as well. Mm. I get scared to teach. I really want to start teaching. Really? I dance and I can perform shows and do things like that, but for some reason I'm scared to teach. It's a weird Why thing to admit. That is? I don't know. I just think, like, oh, it's a bit uncomfortable. I actually got asked the other day to do, um, so I work at a dance studio, and I got asked to do the warm-up for this class, and it was, like, 30 people in the class because the teacher was running late, and mm. I was just, like, shit. Mm. Yeah, there's this part, <laughs> I think, that, that, that inside of everyone that goes, what gives me the authority to, you know, to demand somebody else's attention in, in you know, be it in a performance way, you know, it's pretty fucking presumptuous just standing there in the middle. Like, if, if that wasn't a pre-agreed-upon scenario, if I was just to walk into somebody's living room and set up my shit and just start singing at them while, like, yeah. while You're not they're prepared for it. noodles and, yeah. yeah. So there's that thing that's kind of like, I don't belong here. This is, this is weird. This is strange what I'm doing and it's very presumptuous. I suppose that's maybe the same with teaching. It's like, why? What gives me the right to... Yeah. But that's the thing. It's like, you've got to take the right. You've got to just be like, this is what I do, and I know that this can be a powerful thing to share with other people, so I need to first get the fuck over myself so that then I can, you know, allow that to be freely yeah. accessible. It's a fucking ego egotistical dilemma. You know. Well, and they say that perfectionism is like the killer to creativity. And I think if you go up there, or like say if I stood in front of a room of 30 adults and I'm going to teach them some shit before a class, yeah. my in my mind I'm like, oh my God, I'm not perfect. Like I might not get this perfect or I might not be not really sure what to do next. And yeah. then that's going to like start to crush my confidence. How funny is it that the first thing we always go to is – Here's a list of shit that might go wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rather than like, oh yeah, cool. Like you, you want me to do this thing? I can totally do this thing. You've asked me to do this thing because you've seen that I can do it. Yeah. You know. You know I can do it. Yeah. It's been established that it can be done. <laughs> yeah. Like instead, it's like my fall. <laughs> My rim of pants, you know, my do a fart, who knows? <laughs> yeah, who knows all, all the things that go on in your head. Yeah, it's rough. Oh, but man. I don't know where that comes from, and it needs to die. Oh, well, it's fear, you know. Yeah. I guess that's the thing that governs all, like, holding yourself back in life. 
that we get scared and for whatever reason we've been conditioned to get scared uh you know maybe there's just something in my mind that says oh shit there's a whole bunch of adults that are not drunk and on drugs because <laughs> it's usually when i perform yeah, that's yeah, yeah, the yeah. scenario <laughs> but now when we're in a situation that's quite different it's different yeah but anyway that's I think just fear is a thing. I think so, fear is an evolutionarily inbuilt uh, scenario that maybe made sense a long time ago, and we still have the kind of mm. uh, what do you call them, like just lingering biological. Yeah, yeah. It's like okay, so maybe fear would have. It makes sense for kids to be scared of monsters, say, because maybe back in the day there was you know wolves in there camp site and back in the day i'm talking yeah yeah back in the <laughs> way day. back in the day and there probably were wolves 100 mm. that's why we now have poodles but <laughs> you know a lot of this lingering fear that's now sort of seeped into the rest of our life doesn't have a place mm. you know and it's just kind of reared its head in these funny spots like you know, don't go and say hey to her on the train. She might think you're a creep, or you know, it it, it even results you in people not wanting. You're a creep. Yeah, hundred percent. But it's like the the last thing that we want. We don't want to be outcast from the tribe. Mm, you know, because yeah. then we're gonna have to live in the snow with the bears. You know? <laughs> and the bears are the real threat. Bears will fuck you up. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing. We don't have princes. Well, mm, that's not necessarily so true. We we have different kinds we of... We have sneakier predators these yeah, days. Yeah, we have... I feel like we have psychological predators, but that's another... <laughs> 100%. I think that our biggest predator is now maybe the... You know, it lives in our own head, and it, it's this thing that says, be careful. Yeah. Rather than, you know, it's pretty fucking nerfy out there, man. Like, all the edges are sanded down. You know, you can't... Too, too, it's gone too far, I think. You know? I think in Australia, for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, I can, I, this is my bubble, so I don't know. Yeah. You know, I hate, hate making broad statements like, you know, shit's all fucked up everywhere, but I, I know for, for sure, like, I, I like to listen in on people's conversations when I'm out, and some of the shit that comes out of people's mouths is crazy. I was sitting behind these people last night trying to like edit up this video and I couldn't not listen to they were having this this uh, meeting I don't know how deep we want to get into it but it's like from the perspective of certain people everyone's the enemy and everyone's about to try and fuck you up and it's mm -hmm. like that's you got that coming from every angle at you in this this day and age and it's kind of it's not the case <laughs> you know yeah and if you're living in fear of that mm. you know that's quite problematic yeah so i don't know i think um what are we talking about fear fear mm. so on a diff slightly different <laughs> thing speaking about conquering your fears because i mean this is one of the things that things that a lot of people don't go to these places but you went to india not oh yeah, yeah, yeah right yeah. So why what inspired you to go over there? My mom. Your mom? Yeah. My mom uh has this chai tea business and she was going to India because she uh wanted to source some cheap chai tea 
imports. And uh, she was like, it's your 27th birthday coming up. How'd you like a ticket to India? Hell yeah, mum. Let's do that. <laughs> so I went over there with her, and I was like, it's going to be chill. <laughs> chill is not a way anyone has ever described India. No, it was that. not. It was anything but chill. So I got off the plane, and it's like the sky is brown. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, like, from you to me, maybe we could chat on the street, but it's like if you were two feet back, I wouldn't know where you'd gone. You just, just been, and it was like and it's hot in your smell. Yeah, you know, the smell there is different to what I'm accustomed to. You, but yeah. the people are so. Uh, <laughs> everyone was so nice. Now <laughs> that didn't stop the feeling that I had that they were trying to rob me blind. <laughs> You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Which was convenient because I had a stack of like money in my pocket like I'd never had because a dollar gets you like this much rupee, which was cool. That made me feel like a baller. But me being a white guy walking down the street with like hair like this, I think they thought I was in fucking Guns N' Roses or some shit because like there was dudes in tuk-tuks just cutting across traffic as I was walking the other way down the street being like, you need lift? Oh yeah. Oh no, bro. <laughs> Please. Yeah. So oh man. Just, just every sense, completely, fucking jarred and shocked the moment I I got off the, the plane and yeah. Like, uh, I feel like India is a place that teaches you so much. Yeah, like you patience. sink or swim. Oh <laughs> yeah, patience and like, I don't know. Even for me, even the last time I went through, because I went to India for like six months in 2013. Yeah. And then I had, I went to London and flew back through India and I'd done something weird with my flights and there was a big issue and I just knew that the people there in the airport were going to help me more than had I been in London and the same situation happened. And they were so good. In India? Yeah. They right. were so accommodating because mm. I, it's, it's a long story, but because they they have jobs there at yeah. the airport. They they don't. Well, also because they, they, they don't not, need anything. You know? They don't need anything. They and, need less. And yeah. also because it's not. I think that it's not a big deal. They're like, oh shit, she fucked it up. Yeah. You know, she has to go fly domestically. You know, oh, okay. But because then you go out on the street and you try and you know navigate those waters and. Oh yeah. Another... It's like what we were talking about before. There's there's. The, there's people that have less than nothing. Oh, man. And that's something I'd never experienced before, like, coming from my little fucking world of, like, everything's pretty... It's what it is, you know? Yeah. If I want some cereal, I'll just have some. Let's go to the just shop. the store, you yeah. know? Sure, I'm a little broke this week, but, you know... It's oh, look, money! Yeah. You know, it's just... It's not that hard here. Oh, yeah. But fucking, you know, you get over there, and it's, it's like people are just... It literally is, like... I might not make it through the rest of this week if I don't get but to have that sort of mentality in your head and not be full of crippling fear. They're just going about their business getting it done. Oh yeah. They're just doing what they have to do to survive. Yeah. And like, I don't know, stuff I've seen in India I've I saw a man can't even in like... the street. Oh, 
in the middle of the road and the cars just weaved around him. There's some hectic, hectic <laughs> stuff. I, I feel like in one may as well <clears throat> talk about this stuff anyway. Yeah, well definitely and I think that like a lot of people have worked out that this is a way that you can pursue your other creative endeavours because mm. it gives you the time but it's just about keeping your head in it. Yeah. You know, a lot of people go into that scene like the stripping scene think oh like studying. There's a lot of people that study, so how the fuck do you study when you don't sleep? I study I oh, I don't know, I did my masters. Oh really? That's amazing. Yeah. All the strippers yeah. that I've known have always been like no sleep. You know, they're they're up until five o'clock and then they get home, like I said, if they don't go out after their shift and usually they went out like to the only gay bar that was open or something, all their friends were gay. Um and then they'd fall asleep with enough time to wake up for the shift the next night. They had like their Mondays, Tuesdays off and that was it. Yeah. It seemed red hot, man. It's like I couldn't do that. I was definitely close to that when I was working in bars. But it depends on the club and the individuals. And gotta have like I need some routine, mm. which is weird, because and that's also what I'm trying to fight against by like n not having a regular job and, and doing this music stuff. Sometimes structure helps you. Like I think that like as a human being, you kind of need some level of structure to be able to live your life. I you, you need some foundation to walk on. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it becomes a bit yeah. funny, and that's the thing about working late nights and partying through the night, or taking drugs, or then continuing on. Yeah. So it gives you a little, like, makes things a little bit harder. I felt know? a little bit like that since getting to Melbourne. It's like I feel like I never see the sun, but that's just because the sun's never out here, which is really hard because I live in the van, which is solar powered. And it's like the sun was out today. Yeah, I got a good charge today. Yeah. Gone down in St. <laughs> Tilda. Oh, yeah. but yeah, oh, that's right. So we were talking about the sacrifices and, you know, <clears throat> the things that you give up to pursue full time life and art and music and different places that <laughs> lived. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Do you think that it's a matter of sacrificing or, or as life sort of goes on you kind of start to um, I guess trim mm. off the rest of the stuff that maybe is less important. So yeah. like what we were saying before though, it's like I, I feel like I, I sometimes um, have pushed other like relationships with my family and my friends as like I can't deal with this right now. I gotta, I gotta send these emails, or I gotta finish this song, or just one more chapter, or you know. Yeah. So it's like you can end up sacrificing more than you initially intended to, or, or want to. Sometimes I don't even feel like it's a sacrifice. Like I think that sometimes you don't feel it's a sacrifice. Like, like when you become so consumed with creating your the life that you're doing. Oh. There's no sacrifice because it's what you want. That part of it's awesome. That's, that's the, part, the good that's, part. That's the part that's great. Yeah. And I'll get up and I'm happiest when I'm consistently creating. But then it gets to a point where it's like, because there is no real end goal with, 
an artistic endeavor, I can look at something like maybe it's like, okay, well, today I'm going to write a song, but it's like, when the fuck is a song ever finished? Mm. So you, you don't ever reach this point where you're satisfied, you know? It doesn't matter if, you know, whatever your goal is within an artistic field, when you get, you never get there. When you get close, the the benchmark just gets further away. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Because like, the desire for perfection yeah. is so strong. For me, sometimes I have to, I'll record something or I'll dance and I'll record something. And I'll just go, you know what, fuck it. I don't particularly like it. So I'm going to put it out anyway because I don't have the time to continue to make the perfect. So that was, if I, sorry to interrupt <laughs> yeah. you, but I want to finish this thought. Um, That was the whole purpose. Once you, you were talking about when, when I came back from India, I came back with this thing, that exact thing of like, there, like shit's never going to be fucking perfect. It's never going to be pleasant feel up in here. So I came back and I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to write a song and I, at the end of every day, that's the end. That's what it is, you know, and that song will be whatever it was based on the inspiration that I had or the amount of effort that I put into it, but come fucking 12 o'clock at night or sometimes it was like 4 o'clock the next morning, I'm still there, you know, but come when I'm about to go to bed, that's done. That song, that day, that's what it is. So I did that for 100 days in a row just to practice the art of going it's, it is what it is now yeah and I'm, i mean 90 percent of it was utter bullshit but at least <laughs> i got to walk away from it going a i achieved the fucking goal that i said i said at the start of this i'm gonna do this thing i did it and b i got to go i now know how to go uh not everything's going to be fucking phenomenal. Like, not everything is going to be perfect. Maybe it shouldn't all go on the internet, but <laughs> not, not, not a, you know, like, I don't have to expect an irrational level of perfection from myself with every single fucking endeavor because every day is different. Yeah. You know, like, some days I'm going to wake up and be like, boy, I just don't have anything to say, you know, and some days you'll be kind of doing something and out of nowhere there's just a lot of something will come out of you and you'll 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 manage to catch the lightning in a bottle and be like that's sweet like i got a, a my first 100,000 hits online i was like holy fuck you know i just went to sleep 6 hours ago and I woke up and this video that I put up has got 100,000 players. I'm like, I've never done that. I thought that was only something that happened to people in like... Who are not me. On Instagram. Yeah, yeah, you know, people that you just look at or you follow. But, yeah, it's like... You have to come to this this place with it all where you're like, this is this is what this is. This is, the, this is signing off on this scenario. And I'm walking away from it. I'm letting letting it go because I'm not going to fucking let this torment me any longer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and but but you can do that with with anything. I'm, I, I, you know, you were saying before, mm. trying to um, 
trying to find the perfection in a in a in a dance and especially when it's like your own dance you're like my leg could have probably been a little bit more like 90 degree <laughs> yeah like just right there, oh, there. Like, where my face looks in there yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, but like Ugh. probably the sort of stuff that no one else would ever pick up but you're like gone across it with a fucking knit kind of just being like that's <laughs> not you know and and how yeah. the fuck do you get anything done yeah you don't you don't. All you do is you go to sleep at the end of that day and you go, another fucking failed day, another wasted day. Yeah. And then you might get up the next morning and be like, I don't do this anymore. It's too hard. Yeah, like, I'm giving up on it. Yeah, fuck this. Well, because I've watched, like, amazing dancers film stuff and then go, oh, no, actually, like, oh, I was a bit off with that. No, no, no. Yeah. And I'm just like, are you crazy? Mm. Like, no, that's amazing. And where does that come from? Just... Our need, our like, our need to our look need like to look the fucking perfect. Beyonce video or something. Yeah, I don't know. It's insane perfectionism that kills our that because you know when you're a kid, you don't give a shit. Like mm. you're just running around having a fun time. You're not worrying. I think it's it's our worry about what other people think. And if mm. you're so caught up in worrying about what other people think, you're never going to put yourself out there. Exactly. When you're so caught up in what other people think, what you end up doing is just shit. You know, because you, you've got this already this filter on it before you've even done the thing. You know, like you can't write a song because you think that it might make these people like you or you can't do a dance because you think that these people are going to find it, you know, Offensive yeah, you yeah. just gotta live your life. Make the make the fucking thing out of dirt, and then you know whatever the kids do, <laughs> do it. Yeah. Don't, don't 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 get caught up in the. You kind of almost have to live in in your own little world of like this self-involved. But the, the the more we kind of blunder through life, the more we we realize that oh, you know, I'm I am sort of semi-reliant on these other people in in my tribe, and I guess I do to a degree do need their validation, and that's the biggest trap of all. Is because like, what does that? How does that help us? People like you more when you know. There's something about you that they can't quite uh, figure out. People love a fucking sideshow. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think people also, you know, it's curious when someone doesn't actually care what other people think. Mm. But at at the same time, when it comes to creating art or anything that you're putting out to the world, I think the older I get, the more I start to think I want to make something of value or something that's going to add to people's experience in mm. life. It's not just about me. How can I create something that adds to society in a positive way? And mm. I guess that's where, I don't know, that, that's, I guess, the challenge or the great challenge. That's completely valiant. I have that uh, thought all the time, but I also wonder how much of that is my ego just being like, the older I get, I realize that I, nothing is permanent and I'm not going to be here forever, so I better try and leave a fucking legacy somehow because, you know, maybe if I can change the world even in some small way, at least that will mean that my whole time here hasn't been a complete insignificant blip on the, on the you know, the radar of history. When in reality it kind of is and it kind of isn't at the I same time. 100% it, there, there is no... Yeah, there is no permanence in anything. And do you think, like, I mean, we'll look at the greats in in art, but do 
you think. You know, let's say that human race does exist 10,000 years from here. Do you think people are going to be singing, you know, even Bob Dylan songs? <laughs> Hell no. Probably not. Yeah. Hell no. <laughs> All you can really do is try and make the most of the this moment mm. here and now. And the fact that you would ever stand on stage and be crippled by fear of what other people would think is just the biggest fucking insult to your own existence because that's all you got that moment you know yeah all the rest of it is just well yeah it doesn't exist doesn't exist yeah it it doesn't exist anymore or or it may not ever exist and you know the only thing that we can take from this is like i'm i'm sure that i am here right now yeah this is this is this is taking place i'm this conversation i'm feeling like Things in my in my being because we're having a conversation and we're we're talking about shit that means something to me. I can see that it means something to you, but it's like short of that, you know, I got a couple of gigs over the weekend, but it's like they they might not happen. They're yeah. They're tomorrow. So all we can do That's is future Tommy's existence that may or may not happen. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, I might wind myself to death. You know, you never know. Hopefully not. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not that much. No, it's the good stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. I think as far as the whole initial point, which we're going to have to backtrack a little bit to remember what we're talking about sacrifices and struggles as a creative Mm. pursuit. Yeah. So what? It was the point. (laughs) Sometimes it's like, what? I don't know. Sometimes I question what, like, what is the point of all of it, but then I feel like, well, what is the point of sitting at a desk job that I don't like? Yeah, well, <laughs> what's the point in any of it? I guess we're all trying to find a way to get through our lives in the way co- that closest resembles something that makes us fulfilled and happy. Mm. And I've tried the desk jobs, and I've tried the nine to fives, and I've tried the uh, fucking, I've done it all. I've done laboring, and I've done, you know, I worked in a pet store, and I've. I've you worked in a pet store? <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, man. I thought I get to play with dogs all day, that's gonna be sick. Not so much. A lot of cleaning up dog poop. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it just comes down to this thing where, where I, I, I decided out of everything that I've I've been doing lately, the thing that seems to make me the happiest is the possibility of not knowing what's going to come next. And that, you know, when you live in a fucking van and you don't know where you're going to sleep tonight, I mean, you know, you're going to sleep in the van, but you don't know where it's going to be. And uh, playing music. And... Playing music makes me happy because it gives me that release valve where I can at least, you know, when everything else, when the the exploration in the van and the fucking not knowing if I'm adequate enough of a human being to, like, make human connections and, and make friends and when everything else builds up to this point that it's all too intense, I can just write a song, you know, or I can pick up a guitar or I can... I can kind of hit that reset switch and it it doesn't make sense but it makes me feel good again 
Yeah. And all that it, it only comes back to this just trying to get through the next moment, you know, because the moment that we're in right now is almost done. Yeah, yeah. You know? I, I can relate to that. I feel like that's how I feel about art, is that there's no... I don't know. There's no end goal. No. Just it is just the an expression of of here and now. Yeah. I think that's all that it can be, and that's why it's so amazing. But also, you know, let's not think that it's gonna change the world. It might change the world momentarily, which fuck, who knows? That might lead to a the world is always going to change regardless. That's exactly right, <laughs> and you can play your part in it, but, <laughs> you know, that can't be your reasoning for, for your actions. Mm. Maybe it can. I don't know. Well, I think it can. I think for a lot of people it is. Mm. I think for a lot of people, uh, and I think for myself at a certain point in time, the pursuit of changing the world has been the driving force of yeah. what, what you're doing. What would you like to see it become? Uh, a place with more equality. Mm. Of what kind of equality? Well, social, financial, the board, economic. Everyone living in the same kind of yeah. security. I guess, but then at the same time, I start to realize, well, happiness, is, that's not that's not even necessarily a key. Like, your financial equality, your status, or anything like that isn't a key to happiness. But I guess just seeing, I don't know, less suffering in terms of, like, violence and war. Sure. I definitely, that's a definite. How much of that do you see? I don't see that much. Fuck, do we hear about a shitload of it, though? Well, yeah, and I mean, my last few years I've been working for Amnesty International, so I've cool. been hearing about it and exposed to it from a distant point of view, because mm. I'm not on the field, but my master's was... I'm, I'm not for a moment saying that it's not out there and, and existing. I just wonder how, how, like, where is it at? You know, I see, a, I hear about more inequality than I see. I seem to be judged for more inequality these days than I okay. see. Like, I, it's hard even to make a joke about, you know. As a white male. Oh God. Yeah. No, I mean. You kind of. The... We're horrible people, us white males. <laughs> our 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 forebearers, they did some terrible things. But. But yeah, no, I I hear that you you carry the you can wind me up. You carry the uh. Uh, no, I, I, I didn't mean that. I very, no, 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 I very no. rarely actually Experience. am aware that I'm a white male, but I have been. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have been, um, uh, yeah, I, I, I've been noticing a trend in this kind of sort of this apparent mounting tension within everyone, uh, especially across the media and stuff, it just seems to be like everyone's real worried that they are about to almost accidentally upset somebody without realising, and I don't, I don't know where all this is coming from, because it seems like, f for the most part, 
most people here have it a lot better than, uh, say, our friends in India that we were discussing before. Mm. You know. Cool. So there you have it. That was episode four with Tommy Gray. Uh, you can find his links. I'll attach them on the website. Um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed that. To me, that was epic. That was exactly where I want this podcast to be going and flowing and taking direction and, yeah, just going deep into exploring why we do things and what holds us back and our fears and what it means to be pursuing what you want in your life. Uh, yeah, and please feel free to comment and also to contact me, of course, if you feel so inclined. Um, this is just one of these, you know, beautiful pieces of artwork in a sense, this whole project that I'm feel is turning into a piece of artwork for me in my life. Uh, cause I'm getting to share a lot of myself with you all. Um, and it's healing in its own sense. Like I do feel art is a place to heal and creating from this space right now. I get to explore a lot of different aspects of myself and my own personality um, and you'll see with an upcoming episode uh, in regards to discussing intimacy and sexuality, that's another really interesting space to be talking from for myself personally. Um, and, yeah, so I hope you all stay tuned. Please keep in touch and sign up for the mailing list at slayingthedream.com because I'll be off to Bali next week. So there will be lots of interesting uh interviews and footage because I'm going to be starting to go back into the filming of this now. Um, it's just taken a little while because of financial reasons and also just, you know, I'm juggling a few things. So yeah, we're getting there. We're creating and transforming and moving this project into different next levels and seeing where it will go. So thank you so much. And also don't forget to go to uh, damedglitter.com for 20% off, you can use the code word SLAY. Uh, there's also biodegradable glitter and body glitter and hair glitter and all the kinds of glittery, sparkly things that you could possibly need for Burning Seed or other parties and festivals coming up. So, yeah, thanks so much. And so good to have you all on board watching the journey. All right. Mwah. Bye.